Hello, this is Pastor Ariel, and I just want to tell you how pleased I am to know that you are finding this podcast to be a blessing for you. Please remember to subscribe in whatever platform you're listening to Devotional. This way you will be notified every time a new episode gets published. And don't forget to click on the links for all the free resources to get the most out of this podcast. Also, if a specific episode has been of special blessing to you, please remember to share with your friends and loved ones. Lastly, please consider becoming a regular supporter of this podcast. Even a 99 cents a month contribution would be much appreciated. And now, here's today's episode. Welcome once again to Devotional. We are on lesson number five, the seven seals. And in this episode, we are looking at Sabbath afternoon for January 26. We are on a journey this week. Um, I mean, I thought it uh, going through Jesus and his descriptions for the seven churches was going to stretch me. This one has certainly stretched me as well. Uh, we're going to be looking at the seven seals. Actually, the first six seals. The the seventh seal, we will actually spend all of next week looking at that. And it should tell you how loaded that subject is. Uh, for this week, uh, even though the lesson tells us to only study chapter six, um, if you're going to get a uh, panoramic view and the, the flow of the seven seals, you actually need to read chapter seven, six, seven, and chapter eight, verse one. I am not sure why the Bible, when they were dividing it into chapters, they, they made that uh, division right there. It's so clear that it still belongs to chapter seven. But anyways, it is what it is, and it's just a tool to help us uh, reference parts of the Bible easier. Uh, right now, we're beginning to see a contrast. Um, as you see in chapter 6, you see the seals being broken, seal 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Um, once you get um, to the end, you see a transition. Um, after the, the fourth seal, you see the this, these um, individuals, these martyrs, asking God how long. And then an answer is given about, you know, you must wait a little bit. And then the sixth seal is open, and then there's a question. And before the seventh seal, an entire chapter is placed to make this contrast. Jesus is breaking the, the seals of this uh, scroll, but to answer the question of who's able to stand, you have these individuals who are sealed. So even though Jesus is breaking the seals of this scroll of human history, the individuals that will make it to the end, that would, that would um, endure all of these hardships and make it to the very end to the coming of Christ are those that are sealed. And we'll spend, like I said, all of next week uh, looking at that to see what that means. Um, Sabbath afternoon, the lesson is an important one. And it makes a, a really important point that usually Sabbath afternoons are just introductory, kind of like, you know, light, <laughs> uh, you know, overview of what's ahead. So you don't really get too much. But this Sabbath afternoon, there's a lot of things there that I would encourage you to go and look at. Um, if you are just joining us at podcast, you might be wondering, what lesson are you talking about? If you go to the descriptions, you'll see all the links to access the, uh, the Sabbath School lesson for free. You can download it to your uh, iPhone, Android. You can watch, uh, read it on a website, a web browser. Immediately right now, if you want to, just tap on it. And there's other, other resources that are free there as well. 
So there's a, I thought it was a really good point because I was struggling with some of these things and what the les- where the lesson was going as I was reading and rereading the book of Revelation. And I want to make this point in case you may have caught it, but I didn't catch it until like the fourth or fifth time that I read through it. And this is what it says, um, that the seven seals, the breaking of the seven seals is something completely different than what is written in the scroll. Meaning the scroll is not open until the seventh seal is broken. So the, the breaking of the seals carry meaning in and of themselves. And each time a seal is broken, something happens. But the scroll is not opened. So the, the breaking of the seven seals does not equate or does not uh, uh, interpret what's written inside that scroll. For me, that was huge. Because I thought it was one and the same, and so that distinction was uh, highlighted on Sabbath afternoon. For me, was useful. I hope that it is useful for you as well. That the breaking of the seven seals, the meanings behind the breaking of the seven seals, is completely different from the content that the scroll has itself. And with that, uh, we're going to just lightly uh, look at it in a panoramic way. We're going to be looking at these four horsemen, these four horse riders. There's a rider with on top of horses with different colors. And when I looked at the Bible reference, you know, this clearly comes from the Old Testament. It clearly comes from Zechariah chapter um, 6, when it says, Then I turned and raised my eyes, and I looked, and behold, four chariots were coming from between two mountains. Mountains were of bronze. With the first chariot were red horses. With the second chariot, black horses. With the third chariot, white horses, and with the fourth chariot, dappled horses. And that's Zechariah chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. So, Revelation brings this um, mis- imagery uh, straight out of the book of Zechariah. And verse 4, When I answered and said to the angel who talked with me, What are these, my Lord? Verse 5, The angel answered and said to me, These are the four spirits of heaven, who go out from their station before the Lord of all the earth. Um, the four spirits, you know, again, is using symbolic language to speak of the Spirit of God. And why four? If you keep reading, it speaks about going north, south, east, and west. It's just pointing out to the four different cardinal uh, directions of the earth, meaning it's worldwide. The Spirit of God works in, in a universal way as, as far as our planet is concerned. Is seeking to affect every human being, so the the universality of the spirit of the holy the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is highlighted through the horses in the book of Zechariah. Now, in Revelation chapter five verse six, uh, is no longer the, the spirit is no longer uh, symbolized by the number four, like the four cardinal sections or directions of of our compass. But Revelation is used, uses the number seven, the, the number of completeness. Um, and that's what Revelation chapter five or six mentions. But along with it, the sim- symbolic use of number seven, it speaks about the spirit of God going to all the earth. So that there's that common thread, the spirit of God uh, seeking to work in a universal worldwide uh, direction, in all four directions, a universal um, work of the spirit of God. Why am I going through all of this? Because in Zechariah, the, the description of what those, those four horses are, are is the Spirit of God that works in all four directions. And if we want to take that and transpose it to the book of Revelation, to me at least, it would seem to indicate that these four horses are guided by the Spirit of God. 
which when you read the four horses we're going to be doing some studying this week because i've been trying to reconcile these principles i don't want to just apply it here and not there i want to be consistent with how we apply this hermeneutic remember that word how do i use correct tools for interpretation uh, i want to make sure that we're interpreting the bible with the bible and i've read several commentaries and some of them do not use the bible to interpret this section of revelation so we can conclude at least here you know that the, the, these entities are being guided by the spirit of god and as we will look tomorrow um, the church the early church the church in pentecost is definitely being guided by the spirit but so are the other ones which begins already to paint this picture for us the spirit does guide can guide the church but god never removes the freedom from a church from a group of individuals of believers in a specific place and time uh, god does not force nor take away their freedom to choose to resist the direction of the spirit to resist the convictions and guidance of the spirit so at all times in all places throughout the history of christianity the history of god's people we've always been confronted with this choice as to how we will respond to the Spirit's leading, which is one of the big lessons that we will take away personally for us as to our willingness to yield and be led by the Holy Spirit. You and I, though we will be studying about this, you know, partly in a historical setting, history will confront us with the same question today. Will I, will you decide to yield and be led by the Spirit of God? This is Pastor Ariel, and I hope you were blessed with today's episode of Devotional. It is my prayer this resource will inspire you to spend personal time studying God's Word, including using the study tool of our Sabbath School Quarterly. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast. This way, you will be notified each time a new episode is published. And don't forget to scroll down on the show's description and click on the links for all the free resources to get the best experience out of this podcast. Also, please remember to share with your friends through social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or the one you use regularly. This way, they can also be blessed with this resource. Lastly, please consider becoming a financial supporter of this podcast. It would be much appreciated. This is Pastor Ariel inviting you to study the Bible with me again on our next episode of Devotional. Devotional.